Just Servants. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to Just Servants. Just Servants. Welcome back. Decided to switch it up right there, you know? Decided to switch it up. What was our last episode? Andy Finch? Andy Finch. We, we filmed that a good bit ago, honestly. Yeah, we yeah we did. Like a week and a half. I two think weeks. someone forgot to post one, and then... Um, we had an extra wow, one. Wow, the passive aggressiveness there. Hey, it's okay. My mom texted you and reminded you you posted the last one, right? Yeah, she did. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Yep, yep. Now, today... She was upset when she didn't get to hear one on the uh, ride back from work. I'm, I'm sorry, Gary. Didn't mean it. This one's out to you. Um, <laughs> but today we have a... Ex- ex- extinguished? Extinguished? Extinguished. Is that the word? Astonished. Asto- Beautiful. Distinguished. Distinguished. Beautiful. Awesome. Basketball Harry, player. Basketball player. Um, uh, what else is there? Good uh, talker. Uh, man of God. A man of God. That's very important right there. He, um, he's got ten toes. He's <laughs> gladly. <laughs> um, he actually happened to be a roommate. Roommate. My roommate. Well, I Ryan's sweet mate. Yeah. Well. I but it was like all one big room. Yeah. And it is none other than the Mister. James Coach. James Coach. How's it going, guys? It's going great. It's oh, going you're asking great. us? Oh, well, we're doing Oh, no, fine. I was asking all the audience. Oh, yeah, they're going to answer. If you're doing good, just text Ryan. It's actually email. Email. Oh, email. Just service at uh, 2022 at gmail.com. Just service at 2022. No, 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 no. He's got it. He's got it. Just service 2022. Guys, if you want to email them, it's just service 2022 at gmail.com. Actually, you know, Ryan, we were roommates. Technically, we were sweet mates. Technically. Levi, you were on Chili Upper Left with me, one of the greatest rooms to ever have on the face of the earth. And then you were in Chili Upper Right. Oh, I was. A close second, but we were all sweet mates together. You got to admit, you're I, I'd, I'd say flip it around. Okay, well, it depends on who you ask. Well, but we were roommates, all of us, um, when I was in second year at the Bible Institute last year. And then we're going to be roommates for about a week. We are going to be roommates. Because you're coming week. to stay down at our place. And Florida. Florida. That's right. Imagine going to Florida. Imagine not going to Israel. He's going to God's country. going to Israel with Mark? Yes, sir. He's going oh, to God's country. Man. That's No, that's God's good. Mark, God's Mark Stroud, if you're listening, really God's I would love country. to go on your Israel trip for free. For free, please. So. Okay, so who are you? Who am I? Well, like you guys already said, am I, cl- am I close enough to the mic? That was perfect. That was perfect. Wait. Right here is perfect? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe further back? Okay. Um, yeah, so my name is James Coach. I am currently serving on staff in the ministries department down at Word of Life Florida. Not as good as New York. <clears throat> Keep going. I like to think we're all one body. Amen. Oh, wow. It. Preach right. it, Jay. There's really a lot of competition it. here. <laughs> all right. Um, Preach it. But I went to the Word of Life Bible Institute uh, 2020 to 2022. Um, I did first year in Florida, second year in New York, where I had to be roommates with you guys. And I'm now back on staff. And it is awesome. I grew up, born and raised in the South, the greatest place ever. I think we, Darn can, all, we can all agree on that. And, you know, then I came up to the bitter, barren wasteland that is New York. It's beautiful, though. There's currently, it's currently a blizzard out. It yes, is. It's snowing. There's about more than knee-high snow outside. I currently. almost brought, thought about, I thought about bringing my snow boots, but that would have taken, like, half of my carry-on space. Yeah, so fact. I'm just it's committing true. to, you know, tennis shoes for now. But tennis it's beautiful. Shoes. And I definitely miss the snow a little bit. Yeah. Not a lot, but a little bit. I'm, so. I'm definitely going to miss the snow, but not miss the cold. Yeah. Yeah. If you could have like hot snow. Well, I feel yeah. like when the snow's on the ground, it's it warms it up. It insulates yeah. it, you know. Well, this is the actually the perfect snow weather because it it's packs. 34 and snowing consistently, and so it's really not cold. No, it feels great out actually. And so, 
Well, it's, it wasn't great. I mean, if it was 34 in Florida, it'd be miserable, but 34 here is really nice. I agree. It's weird. I completely agree with it's that. It's strange how it works. What's it like down there in Florida? Too. What's it like? So we, down in Florida, we also have a Bible Institute, a class. This year, we just have a first-year class. It's about 130 kids. It's actually one of our larger classes, and... You know, things are going great. We just got done with six weekends of pursuit camp. So much like snow camp, it's our winter camp that we do. Well, um, they can't say snow camp. No, yeah, they don't get much sa- snow. We can call it sand camp or dirt camp. But I like that idea. We're going to go for pursuit camp, camp be because funny. in Florida, we like, be to, we like to pursue God with everything. Boom. Wow. So, Boom. Pursuit camp. You know what um, we like to do up here? Huh? Snow. <laughs> Have you seen that thing? Have you seen that thing? It's like, it's like uh, we got some cheese sauce. What do you think this is made out of? And he goes... Sauce. <laughs> it's, like, it's cheese. It's like when everyone says, we got snow camp, it's like, yeah, what makes snow camp? You're like, camp? Like, it's snow. It's snow. Oh, no. I didn't get it right. But down in Florida, it's it's amazing. Um, I love being at the BI down there. It's sand camp. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And we just chill in the warmth and the gorgeous sun. God has blessed us with an awesome property down there that neither one of you have been to yet. Never. Well, hey, guess what? What? I'll be there sooner or later. Two weeks. Oh, that's right. Two weeks. I just said that. You just said that. It's, yeah, it's okay. It's Sorry, okay. guys. Okay. But I, I don't have any clue. Actually, I'm planning on doing CCI, so I'll be sent out of there. Oh. Correct? Yes, yeah. because you'll you'll be sent out because you'll come down next missions conference. Yep. And you'll get to see the campus in all of her glory. Where are you going for CCI? Do you know yet? Don't know yet. You should do CCI in America. I do not think so. Good choice. Okay. Maybe South America. Cross-culture runs or ending. Damn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what is something that you have learned your three years as a student or staff or intern, your three years at Word of Life that you did not expect to learn? Yeah, and actually before I answer that, that'll be, uh, that's a point that you just made that I forgot to mention. I was, up until just a couple of weeks ago, I was an intern with Word of Life, so I've done the student, I've done the intern, and now I'm part of the staff. But to answer your question of one of the things I've learned from it, I could, I don't know, it's like you think about all the things that you learn in your couple of years at Word of Life and you know there's so much and it's like, can I boil it down to one thing? And you can't, but then sometimes you just can't even put into words all that God's taught you. And mm. for me, what's been two and a half years of being a part or affiliated with Word of Life. Um, and I would say one of the biggest things that God has taught me is... Um, I remember on my second night as a Bible Institute student when I was down in Florida, Chris Stout, who has not been on this podcast. He has. Has he been on has. this podcast. Chris, if you're listening, I love you. Chris Stout. <laughs> He's not a true fan. Of course he did, got Chris he did Stout not tune into your, your episode, Chris. Sorry, He's Chris. not a true fan Sorry, of Chris. I'm sure he's listening to this one, though. Yeah. Um, Maybe. <laughs> but Chris Stout got up in front of our Bible Institute <laughs> class, <laughs> and he... <laughs> Chris just busted the door right now. Hey, <laughs> hey yo. Um, but Chris Dow got up in front of our BI class and he told us about the danger of worrying about like things that are to come and missing out on what God has for mm. you today. And two, my, one of the passages, actually, well, two of the passages that have been my rock over the last two years are um, Matthew chapter 6, verses, uh, I believe it's like 35 through 43. And then Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Um, and basically, I won't, you know, I, I encourage you guys, if you're listening, to look those up yourself and to read what they have to say. But essentially, what they're saying is, is Jesus himself or Paul, writing inspired by the Holy Spirit, basically says, don't worry about the things that A, you can't control, and don't worry about tomorrow's troubles, because today 
Like, sufficient is the day for its own trouble, is what, mm-hmm. I believe what it says in Matthew 6. And I had a problem, a pretty bad problem, when I got to the BI that I, not knowing what next year was going to look like, was I would, like, lose sleep over it. Like, it mm-hmm. was it was <clears> exhausting, <throat> and it was scary, and I didn't know what God had next for me. And through the course of two years and a lot of patience and a lot of just spiritual growth, God's shown me by his, like, abundant grace, he's shown me that, a, we don't have to know what the future holds, but B, the future is totally held and secure in his hands. And so for me, like, as I was moving out of, you know, the Bible Institute, I didn't really know what was next. And I got to the end of my second year and I was having conversations about what was next, but nothing was set in stone. Yeah. And the this piece, like this Philippians 4 piece that surpasses all understanding, God has just really shown me what it's like to just leave what's next in your life completely in his hands mm-hmm. and just be faithful where he has you now. And so I would say if I could encompass, like, apart from, like, you know, what he's taught me through his word in in other areas, you know, whether that's, you know, in relationships and friendships and, you know, ministry, he's just really shown me that I'm called to be faithful today and I have to make a decision every day who am I going to be faithful to. And I can't spend my days worrying about what tomorrow has to hold because... I'm just going to drive myself crazy and I'm going to miss out on the opportunities that he has for me right now. And so that's probably the biggest thing that he's taught me over the last couple of years. You know what's actually really crazy, James? What? This is actually something that I have been struggling slash pondering a lot recently because I have a lot of really good opportunities hmm. coming up and I don't know where or when to go. And I know I need to rely on the Lord, but it's just that constant struggle in your head, you know? And I got a lot of opportunities in the summer, so I don't know what to take or where to go. Yeah. All that goodies. It's it's funny you mention that because when I was I was in the exact same position you're in coming out of my second year, I had four different options on the table of things that people were potentially asking me to commit at least the next year of my life to doing. And it's crazy because a couple months before then, I was nervous, I was stressed, I was overwhelmed because I was saying, God, I don't know what's next, Lord. Can you just like like, Lord, can you come down to me, like, in a burning bush? Or can you come mm-hmm. down to me, like, on Mount Sinai, Sinai, Sinai? <laughs> or wherever, Sinai. God, and can Sinai, you just, Sinai. like, can you just tell me exactly yep. from your lips? like on what Mount Hungry, come down. <laughs> on Hungry Mountain Hill. But I, that's, in, in, like, my heart, that's what I wanted. But I knew that that's not really how God works anymore. And that's not how he communicates to us anymore. We do know how he communicates to us, and that's through his word. And so it's... When you have all these options in front of you, it can be it can be difficult and challenging to think which one which door should I walk through, and whether that's for your for your job for the summer for summer camp or whether that's your job for next year. And one thing I was really encouraged by is um, I've kind of heard this throughout my BI experience, but my discipler John Collins, who hasn't been on this podcast, he is not. Okay, he is not. That was close. Um, but John Collins, who is on staff here up in New York and who hasn't been on this podcast yet, one yeah. thing he kept telling yeah. me, um, and one thing a lot of people have told me while I'm trying to figure out what's next is like, can you truly say that where you are now, you're living in the will of God? And we know what we know what God's will is for us generally. Like we know what God has called us to do. He's called us to be ambassadors for Christ. He's called us to make disciples. He's called us to share the gospel with people. Like we know what God's general will is for our life, but the specific will the avenue or the platform in which we do his general will, if we know that we're serving God with where we are now, then you can kind of do whatever you want. Yep. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard that. And it's easier said than done because you're like, okay, 
if I can look at however many options I have in front of me and I can truly say each one of these options is going to glorify the Lord in a different way, then ask yourself the question, okay, which one of these excites me the most and which one of these am I the most passionate about? Mm -hmm. And then run through that door with open arms. And if that's not where God wants you, then he'll make it abundantly clear and he'll make yep. it clear quickly. Yep, for sure. But if you can say that I'm truly serving God with all I have and I'm doing the Lord's will, then I, I believe God wants you to be where you want to be, where the desire of your heart is to be. Now, so. you, you kept mentioning these words like like faithfulness and 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 desiring of the Lord's will and all this jazz. Like, what do you what do you mean by this? Like, I don't get it. How, where is this leading from? Faithfulness and God's will. Where does that come from? Where is it all coming from? Yeah, I mean, faithfulness. Well, when I think about faithfulness, I think about um, how you know we are called to live by faith, right? And mm. what does that look like? Well, then you have to get down to the definition of what faith is. And faith is, you know, essentially at the root of it, it's believing in things that you cannot see. And so it's like. I'm putting my belief in a God that I can't necessarily see before my eyes, but I know he is there and I know he is real because off of what his word says, God's word, because off what the Bible says, but also because I have a relationship with him. Now then that begs the question, you know, how do I have that relationship? And, you know, talking about putting your faith in God or putting your faith in Jesus, you know, that goes back to the, to the root of it all, to the foundation of all of our lives really in the lives of a christian is you know putting our faith in jesus because you know we know jesus christ who is god's son came to this earth and he lived a perfect life and he um was crucified and died and mocked and scorned and accused of crimes that he didn't commit mm. and he was put on a cross mm. and he was killed brutally killed like there's no other way to say it brutally and in doing that he took on the payment for all of our sin like the things that we say, think, and do that displease God or go against his ways. Christ was put on that cross and put on trial and he died, you know, to be the payment for all the things that we do, the, all the bad things that we do against God, all the, all the times we are unfaithful to God and we sin against him. And he paid for that. And by God's grace, he didn't stay dead. He rose again. And so we can put our faith in him. We can put our faith in a risen savior in an alive God because not only did he pay for our sins so that we could have a relationship with him, but he rose again so that now we can be resurrected with him and have new life. And, you know, when I talk about faithfulness, well, faithfulness is displayed because, you know, God is faithful to us and we in turn are also faithful to him. It's it's a weird, it's a weird dance kind of like mm. thinking about God's faithfulness to us, but in a lot of ways God is faithful to us and especially even on the days when we're not faithful to him. And so that's kind of it in a nutshell, I guess. Wow. That may not have been the greatest explanation. No, that was good. That was good. But now we're going to move on, okay? We have us a little game we're going to play. Okay. 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 All right. This game is was just improv, and it is an improv game, okay? Okay. So James is watching my eyes. I saw, I saw him look where my eyes are going. But we're going to get you to um i'm gonna pick an item in this room okay and you're either going to make a transition statement out of it or an illustration for a sermon or a gospel message out of it you ready okay so you got you got 10 seconds to think after i say this okay and here we go okay that dead tulip sitting right up, or yellow rose whatever oh i was about to say tulip we can have a whole conversation yeah, yes yeah, okay but, that dead that dead rose yeah okay that yellow rose I have 10 seconds to think about it. Well, probably less than 10 now. Um, I mean, I think I think this one's a little... a little. I mean, it's, 
it's not easy, but okay. So think about this rose that's sitting here on this top of this microwave with 0.8 seconds left, <laughs> or eight seconds left. Gabe doesn't. Gabe doesn't stop it. He just. He just like what? pauses it. When you look yeah. at this, when you look at this rose, what do you see? You see the remnants of you know maybe something that used to be beautiful but isn't anymore. But ultimately, you see uh, a lack of life. You see a deadness there. This rose is dead, and in the same way that this rose is dead because it's malnourished, because its water is bad, because it didn't get the sunlight that it needed. All of us, before we knew Jesus, we were spiritually dead. We had no nourishment. We had no sunlight. S O N. Give it to me. Come uh, on. Preach Come it. On church, sing it Sun. out. We had light. no sunlight. We mm. had no nourishment, and we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Mm. By the grace of God, He came. He died, and He rose, so that we could have new life. So that instead of being dead like we once were, when we put our faith mm. in Him, give it to me. We can no longer be like this dead rose, but we can be like. A rose that is alive, that is nourished, that is full, that is plentiful, that is beautiful. Not because of anything that we did, by no means, but because of the nourishment and the salvation that Christ gives to us. That was beautiful. Preach it, preach it. Now, I have a. You can question. buy my book. <laughs> I have another question for the both of you. Mm. James, we'll start with you first. If you could be any sea creature ever, which one would you be? Oh. Here's the thing, man. The ocean is scary. And so if I'm going to be a sea creature, I want to be able to defend myself. And I don't want people to come, you know, trying to trying to mess with me. So I'd probably be like a shark. Like, not just like, like a great white or like mm-hmm. a megalodon. Rest in peace to all the megalodons out there. But, like, I so want to be like a baller shark. Like a nice shark. Like, I'm not going to mess with you unless you mess with me or my family. But, like, <laughs> I don't want you to I don't want you to mess with me. All right. So with me, I, I hate to say this because... They're literally like the punks of the ocean. Uh, they're jerks. But I just think it'd be fun and really cool to be an orca. Killer, I was about to uh, say an orca. Them things, uh, them things flap around dolphins with their tails. They kick them in the air, pass them back to each other. Yeah, they play volleyball with dolphins. Yes, yeah, they do. Yeah. That's pretty they cool. They dribble seals in their I'm not nose super up to date. Dies. I'm not super up to date on my orca knowledge. Yeah. But um, you, need to, you probably need to just look up a little few things. I know you're up to date on your... your Share, uh, Y'all chart. keep on talking. I'm going to look up how many Sea World people have died See, from orcas. See, me, me, I know I, I would be that little, have you ever heard of the blue dragon things? They're little, like, they're like not even the size of a, a little bit bigger than a quarter. And with one touch, what the thing, the thing is, is that they eat um, jellyfish. Like, they eat little jellyfish's uh, tentacles uh-huh. and stuff. And the jellyfish tentacles have um, venom in them, right? Yeah. That make it steam. Well, it goes through the blue dragon's body and it actually becomes 10 times worse, the poison. So people pick it up, and when they pick it up, they don't realize how bad it is, but it's exhorting all that toxins. And people actually go to the hospital and could die from them. Because, I mean, it's got that much toxin. So you want to be a murderer, well, essentially? Well, I think um, I prefer being someone who protects myself and protects my family. But does the blue dragon die when it... Nope. Okay. Keeps alive. But what? that's the only purpose of the blue dragon? Well, it eats things, and then it kills others. What does the blue dragon look like? It's a little, like... And then it's got, like... Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. If, if you were listening, that's a perfect you know, explanation. You know, it's got a little wiggle wiggle. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's hard to explain. The blue dragon is... It could be the it's official It's not a real mascot. dragon. It's it's, it's, it's it's a tiny little thingy-ma-blobber. 
that looks like a little baby um, sea anemone. Not really. because I what was it? I'm extinguished. Because I was because I was previously on fire, and I'm now I'm now extinguished. He's all right, guys. Thank you all for coming. Thank you. Much love. Much love.